Welcome to the Ramble Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Primus, father, entrepreneur, filmmaker, athlete, hopeful writer, and dedicated wanderer. I'm curious to learn more about how people live their lives, their struggles, and passions, and pains. So every week, with athletes, entrepreneurs, healers, adventurers, and beyond, I'm going to have unbound and uncensored long-form conversations about people, places, pursuits, and performance. Enjoy. Welcome back, Ramblers. That's actually not what you're called. I that just didn't work at all. But we'll we'll stick with it for now, Ramblers. Today we are honored to have Jamie Alvarez Acosta with us. Jamie is a traditional curandero uh, from Cusco. Curandero means healer, and that's in Peru. Who has trained and initiated in the wisdom teachings of the Andes. Jamie began his initiation onto this path as a, at a young age as an apprentice to his traditional elders and has now walked the committed path of a wisdom keeper for over 30 years. As a keeper of ancient wisdom, Jamie has been invited to share his knowledge and lead ceremonies at conferences, workshops, and specialized tours throughout South America, Europe, and North America. He holds a degree in tourism from La Universidad Andina del Cusco is the founder of TAM Tours, that's T-A-M Tours in Peru, and has been an invited guest speaker at several universities, including Trent University and McGill University. He is co-founder of Children of the Seven Rays and C7 Rays Foundation, and is a spiritual teacher and guide best known for his heart-centered and humbled approach to healing and spirituality. Today, Jamie continues to be committed to the to the service of love and through ceremony, ritual, and healing practices, he supports people in moving past their limitations in order to liberate and connect with their heart and their purpose. Welcome to the show, Jamie. <laughs> my pleasure, my bro. Thanks for the invitation. You know, for such such a big honor to be here sharing Andean traditions with with all your followers and feel really happy and honoring thanks for giving me the opportunity to share this beautiful space and this beautiful knowledge with you and all the people that follow you thanks man and and of course for those who are listening we have jamie and i've met before and you know i've had the the privilege of sitting uh and watching him work not with me with my daughter. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess I've attended uh, different ceremonies that uh, as well, though those were a little bit different because they were with Zoom and it was so fascinating. It was actually surreal to watch you work. And, and ever since then, ever since I la- launched the podcast, I've wanted to have you on. And I thought, you know, you're based in um, the West Coast now, but I thought it would be really interesting to start uh, with a little bit about your journey is how did you come to be a wisdom keeper and what is that? (laughs) Beautiful, my bro. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Long time ago. (laughs) Well, everything beginning, well, when I am, I, my grandma, she's, she was a a healer. She working with the herbs and she do some kind of consultations with people too. I live with her. I growing well. I live with her and she might because my mother go to work and she like in the unconscious level introduced me to the things I have roughly some memories that when she tried to do some kind of of healings or people coming and she do cocaly readings and things like this you know mm. this is but in Peru this is in, in Peru Cusco? this is in Cusco yeah yeah okay 
and later she passed and I think I go to this moment of confusions and situations, you know, when you are a child, you don't know really what to do. You don't really know where to go. And I, I feel really sad, a lot of sadness in my life because, you know, some really important person don't be anymore with us. Yeah. But it's really beautiful to remember some of these realities because I remember the day that she passed. I remember sitting in this, uh, in the patio of my house, in some wood, you know, pieces of wood that is there. And I sitting with my dog. Mm -hmm. And the day is really great. It's not raining, but it's really dark. I remember that the only thing that is, the, the house is really quiet. And the only thing that you listen is, uh, my mom and my uncles cry mm-hmm. you see and and i remember that i see this like floating vehicle come up and i see somebody say to a woman that is in the back he's there he's okay showing me showing you know sign me looking looking at me and i look in the car and i say you know, and there I see the face of my grandma standing up from this vehicle and look at me and sending me kisses and the car that the, the, the like the UFO disappear like fly, mm. you know, years later, uh, when I begin in this journey, I remember that I is connecting with my grandma and my grandma is the worry and confusing and she's sad because she don't know how I go to be with no her, you know? So in this moment, um, I say to my, to my grandma, okay, let's go. He's go to have a good life. Let's go to see. And I am the one that show my grandma that I am okay mm-hmm. sitting in there, you know? So it's like this deja vu in images and realities, you know? that let me realize that everything in life is, is is for something passing one way for something and you don't know re- really how space and time work and how inter interconnect these realities you know um, but everything is is for a reason and this is the part that always makes me feel really happy when i remember my grandma but if you ask for me the question for how I arrived to this world and be part of the uh, beginning my journey to be a healer, uh, for fears, if I need to be honest. You know, I, I, I remember I am 15, 16, some robbers almost killed me and I, I'd be afraid to go out with my friends. So I, my, you know, in this time, I, my parents pushed me to go away to try to figure out or be with some somebody and don't be in home all the time. So uh, there I found in this group of elders, or maybe this guy's finding me because <laughs> it's, it's a long story. But anyways, after these guys almost kill me, these robbers, uh, I be I be in the house, be afraid, don't go out. And there somebody knocked the door. And it's a student of my grandma. He's funding us. I don't know how. 
he said that my grandma is sending him to the house and he bring to me one one stone and he do he say to my mother that he's there to heal me because i need a he healing and my grandma and his dreams giving him the mission to heal me so he do an offering and despacho and call my soul back because when you have some of these situations your soul sometimes breaking in pieces mm -hmm. and sometimes situations happen exactly because it's breaking you know so what is what i do or what this guy do is putting my pieces together putting me back because i be in my fears so after this he introduced me to this group of elders so i beginning to go there because it's safe because it's, it's the because it's you learn something you don't need to talk you don't need to be expose yourself you know so yeah in this way i beginning to go and listen these elders listen what these elders sharing um in this moment in my in my i don't realize that i am training i just go there because it's safe you know one of my elders say there to me hey, what do you do here go to enjoy life be in party go to be with your friends you know what do you come here to these elders what do you need to do here and i say you know uh, i feel safe i feel happy here mm -hmm. but really i just try to escape for the reality outside and i am fearful to go outside to be with my friends and being other things because maybe another time the robbers go to almost kill me. Yes. You know, so fears move me into this world, if I need to be honest. <laughs> when you when you had because you know the, the, the chain of events was that you you know you had this near death experience and it was it traumatized you and, and you were afraid to go outside and then through your grandmother speaking to somebody else, one of her students he sort of invited the door to see these elders and, and you ended up there and that began the path to becoming a wisdom keeper and a shaman yourself. Mm -hmm. What I'm so curious about and what I'm hearing is this, I mean, there's a lot of things, Jamie, that I want to unpack in this and discuss because you're talking about these experiences that some people would consider chance. Some people would just consider random or they wouldn't acknowledge them in the sense that they tied the um, connected the dots at all. And what I'm hearing from you is that these things are actually meant to happen. And if we listen and if we open our eyes, we can tap into this other language and experience that's happening that's trying to guide us in a certain direction you know, like your grandma speaking through dreams to this this other person that sent you on his way or sent you on your way to meet the elders and it's this and you even use the word you know maybe unconsciously your grandma was always teaching you about being a wisdom keeper and, and medicine and healing so how is it that we begin to understand the 
unconscious or the, 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 the experience that's not so directly happening in, in our life, but it's indirectly happening in our life. Does that make sense? Is that a fair mm -hmm. way to yeah. put that question? Yeah, 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 totally. Well, many people, and it's true, uh, living in this logical reality, you know, and the logical reality exists. It's more subtle of what we're thinking, you know. Sometimes, um, sometimes, um, remember with this guy, for example, he came one time to Peru and do, try to do the ceremonies with us, you know, but he came and shared the ceremonies more for his wife, mm -hmm. not for him. And he say, ah, I am, you know, I don't think in these soul things and realities, you know, I just believe in, well, we are the creation, the idea of the mental creation. Mm -hmm. So when we do a ceremony and, and the, with, with plant medicines, and the medicine takes his soul. And so you don't believe. Oh, he did soul. it, okay. even though even though he was there for his wife, he was yeah. He, he, in the he, ceremony. He, he tried to uh, share the space with the wife. You know, he don't really believe, and he's honest. And we say, okay, yeah, you like to be part of this, beautiful, but yeah, I don't really believe. And he's really critical with everything that we sharing mm -hmm. and doing, and you know, more with, with his wife, imagine. You know? What kind of ceremony was it, Jamie? Uh, with plant medicines. Plant medicines, okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, what happened is he 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 said, "Well, I don't believe in the soul." So the medicine take out the soul of him. Okay, you don't believe in them in the soul, so you don't need your soul. So I take. So there, the guy feel a little weird. He said that he beginning to feel some kind of emptiness inside of him. That he, in, in part of the ceremony, he said, well, I, I, really, I, I really feel now. I like for this energy to come to me, come back, you know. But, they, but the medicine say that I don't need because I don't believe. So I say, if you don't believe, don't worry, <laughs> you know. It's just energy. And he say, he go and we continue in the ceremony and he come back and say, Jimmy, you know what? I really need my soul back. <laughs> no, no, kidding, right? now I believe. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm going to need that soul back. <laughs> yeah. So he say, you know what? Um, can you talk to, him, to the medicine, please? So I say, well, if you are, if you, you are the one that say that you don't need, you go to us, ask to the medicine to give back your, your soul. And I, he go and talking and, you know, he come back and say, Jimmy, he say, the medicine say that he don't like to share with, he don't like to bring me back or give me back my soul. <laughs> so I say, okay, let me talk. So I talk. The medicine say, well, he need to learn. He need to learn how is to feel, how is to walk in life with no soul. We don't feel in this energy. So in two ceremonies more, I go to give back the soul to him. And, and we, we, we are in the tour. So we, when we organize our, our, our tours in Peru, we go for temples and we organize some ceremonies, you know, around everything that we're exploring. And 
yeah, he's walking for with empty with feeling of this emptiness inside of him, and there he realized that yeah, some energy is beyond what we believe. Mm -hmm. You know that not everything is mindful, and and not everything is a spirituality too. You see, so I always say this part: if we have three bodies. Because three. we live yeah, in, in the it, yeah, because yeah. we live in the three-dimensional reality. Mm -hmm. Okay, the ancestors already talk in this part and say and give a name to these three worlds or three bodies is um, Uhu Pacha, Kai Pacha, Hanah Pacha. What mean Uhu Pacha is mean a mental world, internal world. The other one is this world, this reality, this physical aspect, mm -hmm. and the other one is the spiritual aspect. Okay. Many people thinking that the spirit have the ability to lead the change or to lead the transformation. And according to my own spiritual investigations, it's not true. Because according, the soul is here. Your, according to your spiritual investigations, we personally don't have the ability to lead our own transformation. I don't say this, but I say that they the not the soul the soul don't have the way to lead your personal transformation mm -hmm. because the soul come here to learn about what is human experience mm -hmm. also your mind don't have the way to lead the transformation because mind is one place when you go to finding uh, questions never answers mm -hmm. and this physical aspect have the limitation because it's maybe the child of both Bertrand Russell says something beautiful. The body is the place of fighting between the mind and the soul. Mm -hmm. You see? So the body is in this existence, but also help us to move in this reality. So have limitations because his perception is limited for what exists here. Mm -hmm. So... That makes sense to me. My elder always say the tree together. So it's like sitting in a circle, the tree of these guys, the tree Jamie's, the one that is physical, the one that is spiritual, the one that is mental, and arrive to one agreement. Mm -hmm. And the three ones need to make one choice together. In order to have transformation. In order to have transformation. And how does one get them to agree? Get them to come together is this only in the medicine? Um, no, no, no. It's in general. In, it's in general. You know. You know. The medicine. I always say. Este, I learned about the medicine like long time ago. I am forty six right now. So I learned for the medicine when I am maybe 13, 14, 13, 14, You know. So I I am in the path of working with one plant medicine for many years. And in older times, we don't say medicine. Mm -hmm. We say master. 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 Huh. It's such a different connotation because now everyone, including me, I say the medicine, the medicine, the medicine. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe I need to correct myself and go to the origins and talking about master plants. Mm -hmm. 
because right. the master guiding you the medicine and this exactly maybe why the challenge right now is happening with the plant medicines because everyone try to have the medicine the pill to heal yeah and in 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 the process of the Andean traditions in the real older times the healing is one aspect of the process this may be the beginning mm -hmm. okay but you go to be connecting with the master because the master go to teach you guiding you supporting you and this is a different way a hundred percent a different way and when 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 i begin in my process of transformation the master guiding me and say okay you need to find in harmony between these three worlds it's not possible for you being just mindful and thinking that the soul don't exist and it's just feelings it's not possible for you be lost in your in in the other world thinking that this is the place to have clarity and no and it's not possible for you to forget that you have a physical aspect mm -hmm. and a physical reality you know it's for the reason that i say in the Indian, in my own way i believe that we don't live in the white or in the black recognizing that the white maybe is the soul and the black is the bad is the mind we live in between you know jamie it's reminding me of i've only recently been introduced to this word um on this side this liminality are you obviously no i don't catch him but yeah liminality being and it came to me through my wife who just had a baby talking about the liminal space that a woman who's having a baby can go into because there's something that's entering this world from another realm. And essentially liminality means like transition across borders, across lines, across spaces, mm -hmm. and or sorry, I should say the space in between these things, mm -hmm. not as black and white as you just mentioned. It's mm -hmm. the space in between. And there's this there's a much more fluid relationship with this than we give credit to, or we think about on a daily basis, this idea that we're, mm -hmm. we're flowing in between, like you said, the spiritual realm, the physical realm, the mind realm. Mm -hmm. And, but, but when we're sometimes when we're in nature, sometimes when we're in a master plant master journey, <laughs> it's much easier to comprehend that there's these, these spaces in between things, but otherwise we just, we often just forget, or it just seems like we just tighten so much back up and close so much that it's not even possible. So how does somebody, how do they tap into this more fluid life between between these things so that they can be more aligned mm, mm, mm. does that does that make sense yeah but what is between black and white so, to be honest between black and white is the rainbow uh -huh. okay it's for the reason that my the 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 foundation is called children of the seven rays you know the organization that we have because is the child of these seven colors, the seven rainbows, you mm -hmm. see? And life, according to traditionally, is not about black and white. It's not about 
este, what you feel or what you understand. If you realize in your day or day, you, the only way how you be there is because you have a physical form. Mm -hmm. So if, if you talking, you, you say that your, your wife have a child, you guys have a child soon. Oh, well, we already, you already receive a new life in your, in your life. But one day I see, I, 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 I uh, my son is, este, is in his room and he is a teenager. He don't like for me to go and bother him. <laughs> <laughs> so I go and lay down. I don't care. I say, you know, I go to hold, holding this part. And he say, dad, go away. And he say, you know what? Half part of you is mine. <laughs> and it's true. Half part of my genes is in his life. Mm -hmm. So I hold him, yeah, give me my, my hands, give me my legs, give me my things. And in this moment came his mom and say, yeah, I like my half part too. <laughs> you know, and he's in one moment in his understanding, he's quiet. Mom holding him for one side and dad holding him for the other side. And he say, dad, if half part of me is you and the other half part of me is my mother, what is mine? And I say, nothing. What did and he everything. Say? What did he say? Oh, and everything. I was going to say, what did he say? And everything. <laughs> because the, the, the reality is like this, my brother. If you take out your genes, this, this physical form, half part of you is your dad and half part of you is your mom. And it's nothing for you. Or everything because you have the union of both. Mm. You see, so if you're talking about mind is the black and white is the soul and have a child, what is the child? The rainbow, the baby, the physical form, the physical aspect mm -hmm. to take. And this one is the, this one is the one that help you to live these two realities. If you don't exist, if you don't have a physical form, your mind don't have nothing to figure it and your soul don't have nothing to feel. You see? Mm -hmm. So the physical form is a little bit the child, but because it's the child have influence in both. Mm -hmm. You see? But also because it's the child need to receive both. Because if you take out the two parts, nothing exists. You don't exist. But you exist because it's the union of those two realities. You see, so when, when, how to be present, be in your body, enjoy more this reality. For this reason, I always say to the, my students, the real spirituality is not the one that helps you to go to heaven or don't help you to understand your reality. The real spirituality is the one that helps you to be more here mm -hmm. In this reality, in this present, and enjoy this reality, enjoy the beautiful part of the city, enjoy the difficult part of the city, enjoy your beautiful vibrations and feelings, and, and enjoy the difficult ideas and moments that life presents to you, because we come here to learn. Mm -hmm. And the process of learning is painful and beautiful. So it's not possible to be choose between what you prefer, who you like more, your dad or your mom. Mm -hmm. 
You like wow. to be more in peace? My girls tell me it's my mom, their mother. <laughs> well, this is, this is what the girls say. But in real, it's not fair to put one child to choose between yeah. mom and dad. You We know? didn't ask. They just followed Love both. information. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jamie, it's, I think it's really interesting what you're saying because, you know, I'll try and make sense of this in, that, in the sense that we're all... There's this movement towards healing. There's this movement. This what I mean by movement is it's, you know, maybe it starts with the mental health awareness, and maybe it starts with, you know, people becoming a little bit more vulnerable, being willing to express their feelings more, being willing to to talk about or or um, to face their their past traumas more, and they want to heal them, and they. They begin this healing process, and I say this from personal experience, that there's an end in mind that if I get to, if I do the ayahuasca ceremony, if I do the San Pedro ceremony, if I do the psilocybin ceremony, I'll have the spirit guide and I'll have the healing and I'll feel released and I'll be there. But what you're talking about is there isn't a there there. In, it's, and and it's, the, it's the irony of it, right? Is the, yeah. the, the peace... The healing is actually available to them in any moment of life. This is the challenge. The, 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 the human perception is the challenge. And, and we, for, for example, I'm sorry for sometimes I go out, okay, of what we try to talk. Because no, no, it's, it's I need, the ramble. I, I, I need to give the example. It, we ramble here. For example, here. For, for, <laughs> for me, you know what? In my, in my culture, in my reality, don't exist depression. I learned about depression here in Canada the first time that I arrived. When you leave this when I live until this time in Peru, like I say to you 15 years ago, we don't have this idea of depression. We have somebody feels sad, it's sadness, you feel sad, yeah, you stand you go cry, processing things next next day or in two, three days, you're standing up and continue your life. But when I arrive here, I learned what is how the people feel this kind of sickness that is depression. So every time that we name some things, we already have the limitation. Mm -hmm. So I think in my personal journey, I'm working with plant medicines for almost 35 years. I realized that the, the, the masters guiding you to facing your own reality. And when you're facing your own reality, sometimes what you see, you don't go to like. Mm -hmm. Because one of my elders say this part to me. Humanity have many signals, many kind of virus attack humanity. One of the virus and the most, one of the most difficult ones is the idea of knowing. I need to know. Mm -hmm. And when we try to do right now and looking the medicine, looking the plan, the plans like a medicine, not like a master's, you try to find in healing. But the first part of the healing is when you need to accept that this is your reality. So if you have some kind of traumas, well, accept that this is that you have the traumas and accept your blessing and your limitation. When you accept who you are, 
you don't have nothing to heal. Mm -hmm. Everything to accept. And this is the challenge. I see in other, in other words, we're not, we're not sick. Exactly. Yeah. Humanity, is a, when, when you say this idea of strong people create beautiful times, beautiful times create weak people. Weak people create difficult times. <laughs> difficult times create a strong people. Mm -hmm. So humanity, right now, we create weak people because we have abundance. You have a lot, a lot of things. Societies that have more kind of blessings, economy and things, the easy food that you go to buy and eat because you don't need to cultivate, because you don't need to cooking, because mm -hmm. you don't need to prepare all the things. We're living in the easy path. Yeah. And the, this is the challenge. We're in a comfort crisis for sure. Exactly. So yeah. how you how you train in the new generations? And this is coming this idea of I give everything that I don't have. Really is healthy this part? Or, or for example, one I have this crazy experience with this woman, um, young girl. She came do a session with me and I say, what happened? And she say that the, everything begin one day that the mother um, uh, clap her. I don't know how it's called this part, but it's like uh, putting her in the face. She's, she slapped her. It slapped her. Her mother slapped her. Yes. Okay. And because she's, I say, why she do this part? Oh, because I be um, a little mad. I say something that she don't like, and when I invite in the mother, the mother say to me, Jimmy, she cross realities. She say really offensive things to me, and I lost control. And I and she, the, the mother have all the process of guilty about this, and the girl create a huge trauma about this. And I say, princess, you know what? My mom do this part to my sister or to me one time in a month, maybe. And mm -hmm. we don't have a, all the traumas that you guys create for this. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. Situations happen, but our society create weak people because now this little girl don't know how to handle in this situation and create traumas and create all the things and the, the challenge with the body and all this stuff. Well, we're, well, I mean, we're in a, if that, you know, I, and I don't, I totally don't disagree with you. I've been writing a lot about the comfort crisis and how we need to push ourselves. We need to use what mechanisms we have to create discomfort. I find this with fitness, with, with forcing ourselves to be outside more different things so that we can re engage with our relationship with discomfort versus, um, you know, cause, because technology as a religion and, and the idea that technology will solve all our problems and for all the problems that it will create, it will still later then find the solution for them is an outsourcing of accountability to, you know, both that we don't have to worry about anything. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm seeing it more and more with, I, and again, like in one hand, I appreciate that there is a, an acceptance of a greater acceptance of mental health and that we are creating an environment in which we can talk more at the same time, we are creating an environment where people can be vic fall, vic fall into the, into the role of victim easier. 
I worry too about, you know, even things like in the pandemic where they talk, there's, there's nonstop talk about sickness and that it will, again, everything becomes fearful of, well, I can't get sick. Well, this, this, and this, and this. And it's like between these two things, we've just had three years of, of focusing on, on things that aren't necessarily empowering us, if that's fair to say. Of course. So I, I hear you. And, you know, I wonder too, because, it, and, and then at the intersection of that, Jamie, all of a sudden the allopathic medical system has decided it's starting to embrace psychedelics, plant medicine. Mm-hmm. And I worry, I worry about a lot of things here. I'll, on one hand, I know that these, these, these are very healing properties and or transformative experiences for people. But at the same time, I worry about the fact that they are losing in conjunction with how they might be administered. They're losing their connection to the history and lineage that was intended for them. And I'm curious about your, your thoughts on this. I'm worried that everybody thinks that they're the answer. And I'm worried that people aren't asking themselves the right questions before they embark on some kind of ceremony. I mean, do you have thoughts about, you know? Yeah, well, my bro is uh, sometimes saying a little more. Well, anyways, it's just the, I invited me to this conference with talking about medicine plants and things. And I always say that new age people need to learn one thing is no. This way, no. Because it's these guys love the yes, yes, yes for everything, but humanity need to learn about no. That is not correct, it's not right, don't do it. Or it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And I love native people in Canada for this reason. Because these guys teach uh, the people about protocol. <laughs> yeah. And, and the protocol is the really important part. So how you go to be connecting with something that you don't know? And you, and this is a little bit a challenge. Everyone thinking and like the easy path and not the correct path. So we live in this reality that is the easy way, you know, or is the or, and it's not the correct way. My my master always say in life you have two ways to live live your life: the easy path and the correct path. And the correct path is not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, have give to you a lot of awareness, a lot of rea- beautiful things, but it's not easy. So this idea that you go have is the um, drinking the medicine and your life go to change, <sighs> not really. You see something, of course, maybe the first two ceremonies, yeah, change, and maybe it's, it's enough, and and you need to go away and continue with your life and do another things, but transform and try to have the connection like a drug and do whatever time that you like and don't learn it's no medicine or the master go to give to you two things help you to finding clarity or help you to finding confusion and remember it's possible to be lost in these two realities one the dark that is the most safe one to be lost which one james three the dark be lost in the dark in the black stuff okay mm-hmm. and we say the black stuff is your your fears your confusions your frustrations your anger you go to be lost there is really easy because when you see the light you go there mm-hmm. you see 
When you are in, imagine yourself in the middle of the dark, you go to see a little piece of light and you go there. Mm -hmm. You see? It's easy. The challenge is when you are lost in the white stuff, in all these dimensions, in the belief system that this is the only true. When you see the point that is black, you go there? No. People go to be always confusing in this dark space or in this white space because it's so clear, it's so beautiful, it's so amazing and it's heaven. Mm -hmm. And society and religion help us to believe that this is a better space. For this reason, we don't know how to live in Mother Earth. For this reason, we don't know how to integrate ourselves in Mother Earth because we see Mother Earth like uh, resources. We take, 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 take. But we don't see Mother Earth like another being that's holding us. So native people and the traditions teaching this new era about these things. Mm -hmm. The respect for Mother Earth. And the masters try to teach us how to integrate ourselves into this reality, mm -hmm. into Mother Earth. Because if the, if the master or the plant medicine teach you how to be more in the other world, you go to be lost, mm -hmm. you see? So I working for almost 30 something years with plant medicine and you listen to me and I am grounding. I am done talking about, oh yeah, the, everything is love, the beautiful aspect of love that we need to be connecting with love and da da da. No, because I know that the real spirituality is here. I be there before. Mm -hmm. I be lost too. And for this reason, who bring me back is my tradition. My tradition teach me that I need to be integrating a mother earth, that I need to be the better human that is possible to be, yeah. the better Jamie that is possible to be. And I stop trying to looking about what is true or what is not true. I beginning to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting that you say that, Jamie, because I, I think about this all the time. When we, when you're sitting with a healer like yourself, or even a counselor, whoever, and you put them on this idol pedestal, right? They become an idol. You know, I think the Bible teaches that, you know, that idol worship is a bad thing because it, it misguides us, right? Like the finger pointing mm -hmm. to the moon. And then I, and so I think that, you know, this person is a human living here on earth <laughs> with all the same problems that I might have, except for at the same time, they are also a healer. And I'm curious about the integration for that, for, for somebody like you to, I mean, it sounds like it's just, it's actually rooted in your tradition to just, to, to not lose sight of, well, look, I'm a healer and I'm connected to all these things up here, or even all these things in the darker realms or wherever, but to be able to be here and just do the things that are very normal to do. I mean, you obviously work out, you're Unless those are just your godlike arms that you get uh, <laughs> because of your <laughs> shamanic tradition. I'm working out, I'm working out, yeah. You work out, right? And it's like, you don't think about your shaman working out in a gym, no. <laughs> but you do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what you're suggesting for everybody is to not keep trying to travel farther. Instead, come back. When, when, when I begin in my, my journey and learning about spirituality, I forget that I have a body. Right. I be really bigger in my, in, um, in my training. I uh, win a lot of weight. 
and one day I I I look myself and I don't recognize who I am. Mm. I say, wow, who is he? And for years I realized that I only looking well from my eyes to my hair, and in this time I have long hair, so I just take care of my hair and don't take uh, nothing more. Uh, don't look from my eyes down. I don't look my body. And the most beautiful process for me is the process when I take care of my body. Mm -hmm. Because I take care, I take care this reality, the reality that I live, the reality that uh, bring me my family, the reality that helped me to have relations, the reality that helped me to talk with you, the reality that helped me to enjoy what is nature. And when I realize that this nature that I see outside and the trees and the mountains and the rivers that I walk in, exists another nature inside of me, there is the thing oh, way more beautiful. So that is when I begin to transform myself. So the, the most beautiful spirituality that I share in my life is the one that I make when, in my process of change my body or transform my body. And nothing changed, you know. I take me 10 years to reduce my weight, take, take me a long time to go and working on a lot of work. I running, I practice martial arts, I go to the gym and do weights and all the things. So it's be active. And in the Indian tradition, Nyokankani is I am in relation, but this relation, I am me in relation, okay? But this relation is in active. In activity so the ancestors say we don't have time to sit in and meditate we need to move because life is no no sitting and everything stop life is every single second transform and transmute and if you don't move the texemuyo that is your world go to come and kicking you out because when you don't move you go to be sleepy and many people in life is really comfy for what these persons do that beginning to be sleepy and go to sleep and feel so comfy there, why to move? And this is the challenge with humanity in the big picture, that humanity is so comfy in this space that don't go to move. And something happened like COVID and kicking out us and we need to move, push us to change our point of view. Now we don't see the medicine that COVID bring to us yet because we're coming out from this idea of the signals and and the, the conflict, the, the the challenge. But then if you if you realize after a week that the machines stop, the vegetation, nature come back, that help us to go back home and don't have fears to be in home. And I see humanity like this guy that walking all the way out. And I say to these guys, I, I do a ceremony and, and I see this, this is a vision that I have in, in the ceremony. I say to myself, where are you going? And I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. What do you think if we flip the reality and you go back home? And to, after 2012, this is this, the main ceremonies in the Andean traditions and around the world in Mexico. Here, uh, here with native people in Canada and in the in, in Peru, the ancestors changed directions. 
the ceremony, I am really curious to see, okay, what my elders go to do in the ceremony mm-hmm. and what we do in the ceremony change directions. Cause just, just for context, Jamie, because it was the, um, the end of the Mayan calendar. Yes. Right. So wh- what we do in the, in the, in 2012, is we change the direction. If we dance before in a clockwise, mm-hmm. now we we dance in the other way. Because and this, what? Why? Because because this means that we need to go back home. Okay. Exist times when you go outside and expanding yourself, and exist times when the wind change and you need to return. Go back to your own power. Go back to you go back to your home mm-hmm. you know but it, it working literally in many different aspects i when you when you're sharing that i think about how you know i have kids young kids and they watch a lot of disney movies mm-hmm. and in so many of these disney movies there is this spiritual realm and there is this listening to mother nature, you know, you Pocahontas, the nature is the tree and she listens mm-hmm. to the wind. And, you know, most, I think everybody can think of an example and yet, you know, practically speaking, we think of that as pure fantasy, but you're talking about it actually as a, as a language that we can listen to. And, and the most recent um, frozen was all about her, going into the spirit realm and actually like sort of being called into this, this different life because, you know, it's not a really a spoiler alert, but in the first one she became queen, but then that wasn't really mm-hmm. her destiny. And, and she had to listen and she had to kind of go a different way to connect with where she was. And I'm curious how, you know, we watch it on the shows, but we have a really hard time listening Mm-hmm. You know, your your people said to 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 what you just said. As soon as the calendar hit, they started dancing another way. They just did it. It wasn't. They didn't debate it. There wasn't necessarily a you know any kind of political referendum or anything. It was just yeah. they listened and they did it. And so I'm curious, like, how does one begin to listen? How does one act on that wisdom when they hear it? I think the first part, my bro, is to take out all the ideas that we have about who, what we need to be and who we was, who we dreaming to be. And this idea of, um, and their religion push us to do the things, you know. So one day um, I talk in this part, I am in this conference and this guy say to, to me, uh, we are belong to, to God. And this clicks something in myself. And say, hmm. because we thinking that we are belong to God means that we need to go to the home of God. Where is the home of God? God is a heaven. So we beginning and all the religions and all the more or less all the spiritual practice try to help you to go to this spiritual world. This is the place that we need to go. There is heaven. There is in peace. There is no suffering. There is beautiful. Here is the sadness, the suffering, the pain, the frustration. Here is the so who like to be here? Everyone like to go heaven to heaven. Yeah, here sucks know? compared to heaven, right? Yes. <laughs> so this is the challenge. The belief system is the challenge. But if you realize what happens if we flip and I say to the guy, we don't be belong to God. We are belong to Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. 
when you realize this part, you go to bring heaven and earth. Enjoy more this reality. Learn how to live more in harmony with Mother Earth. Learn how to exist here in a healthy way. And this is the real spirituality. The imperfection yeah. is perfect. Here. Here it's the, um, the imperfection yeah. is perfect. The imperfection is I, I agree with that. I agree. You see? And in the other hand, the perfection is imperfect. Mm -hmm. Because what more you need to learn if you arrive to the perfect world? Nothing. But we are here to learn all these beautiful things. And it's a big teacher. If you know that your frustration, your anger, your 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 pain is the big teachers and try to teach you something beautiful, you go to create the most beautiful values that you have in life and everyone have in life is because live difficult times. And the most challenged limitations that you have in life is because you live beautiful realities. Mm -hmm. Because the beautiful realities don't teach you anything. You're thinking that is for grounding and you're beginning to demanding the things. The difficult times is the one that create beautiful values in, in the person. So it's not so bad to feel pain, frustration, sadness. The challenge is go to sitting with your, with your frustration, with your anger, and say to him, hey, man, we need to talk. Teach me how you are angry. Teach me how you are right to this point of sadness. So there you beginning to learn from your own life and you beginning to be your own teacher. And for this, you don't need plant medicines. You don't need a, a spiritual teacher. No, you, you just need to be with you. Yeah, there's that. Um, I think it's an old Zen uh, teaching or a practice, you know, where, you know, when you go to the Zen master they um, and ask them to be your master, they refuse you because you don't need one. And if you take one on, then you, they, you're not actually learning anything. You're just depending on them. They become mm -hmm. sort of the crutch that guides you forward. And you have all this, this, this feeling of progress. And then when they step away or when something bad happens and they've stepped away, all of a sudden you feel without, any of your strength because you were putting it in somebody else back to this idea of false idols but i'm curious this is the this is the challenge because sometimes when you are is the a person uh, the best teacher is not the one that go to teach you what you want to be mm. the best teacher is the one that teach you what you don't want to be and the best teachers that we have in our lives is our parents because we are so critical with these guys until we are parents and they're waiting for your child to be critical with you yes, and to yeah. say, Hey, you know what? Hey, I don't like how you do the things, the things, the things. And my master said to me, if you thinking that you are better than me, prove, mm -hmm. do the things in a better way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to judge. I like, I don't like the things, the things, you know what? Everyone that have traumas, everyone have some kind of challenge. But it's depending on you how you go to digest the things and if you go to use these instruments to growing or you you go to use these instruments to create excuses to just uh, do what you like to do and be in your addictions. Mm -hmm. Tell me some 
person that is in alcoholism or is in drug addictions that don't have drama and the drama and all this is the responsibility why these guys do the things not really the guys do the things because like to do the things and use all these like excuses to do what these guys love to do so what we try to do in the Andean tradition and this is a difference between uh, our um, well it's my way also to teach is try to empower people so i don't my goal is not for these guys to be an Andean shaman my goal is for these guys to be the best person that is possible to be in this life and you need to face in your realities so you don't create dependency it almost sounds like stoicism in a way yeah. Marcus aurelius this these these um the ways that we can not seek out, like not martyrdom, not seek out suffering, but, but because when we face it, when we face a failure, when we face a hardship and it, and we learn that it doesn't stop us from living life, it loses its power over us, right? It's like, it's mostly in the mind. It's mostly we future, we fear the future idea of something bad happening, but in reality, you know, one, is it happening in this present moment to me? And and if we cultivate the tools to process these things as they happen, they don't have the same destructive power mm-hmm. that you know society as a whole kind of puts on them, right? And where everything we're doing is an attempt to escape that. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, what I'm hearing from you is lean into it. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. My when I am este, really young, like sixteen, I go I follow my elder for one trip to Tiwanaku. And I always share this part. My there the stones. I I I like to listen because my elder talking about beautiful things like uh, parallel dimensions, the the Lemurian Atlantis and I fly in the story of that because it's real. So there some stone one stone called me say come he say later because i need to listen here it's nice <laughs> so the, the the stone say no it's like a magnetism attract me to the stone and i fall there and it's like boom i crash myself i have some marks in my lips because i don't want to go and i need to go and i crash and blood bleeding something so the ma- the, 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 the 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 stone the master told me say why you have fears and it's in this area seven stones that represent the Pleiades. They represent the what, Jamie? The the Pleiades, the um, the constellation of the Pleiades, the seven stars. Okay. Okay. So I hold I holding one of the stones and teach me to don't have fears. And I hold in the other and I hold in the seven stones and came a message to me. The message is with no fears, look your internal world. And walking with reverence and feel the power of the of your heart mm-hmm. in the moment 16 years old you don't really value the things and i think it's yeah it's a cliche you know with no fears look your internal world mm-hmm. and i realize now that i live this reality and i realize now that i try to teach this reality for the people to don't have fears look your internal world it's just you mm-hmm. but to look in inside is way more difficult to look outside. It's way more difficult to look outside than inside. Yeah. 
No, it's way more difficult to look inside than uh, outside. Yes, yes, of course, yeah. You know, because outside is easy. It's the responsibility of another, but internally. And we judge, and we judge inside too. My master say to me, and the, the medicine teach me that you don't be no one to judge outside and no one to judge inside. Mm -hmm. Everything that you do in a beautiful way, in a difficult way, is for a reason. And everything is part of them, a fantastic program. So don't judge you. Learn. My masters say, traditionally, we believe in this part. If you study your past, you go to call better, you go to bring better present and call better future. But you need to study your past. And this is the challenge. And Sometimes people don't like to look the past. Yeah. And so how, how does, how does somebody study their path in a way that they can learn versus falling into a loop of self-pity over all the bad shit that uh, happened to them, <laughs> you know? Well, that is my job, for example. We, we create part of what I teach is to create the mess. And this is a beautiful Andean, Andean uh, spirituality. And with this, you create your own world, you create your own reality. And you be in charge of your own world. It's your world. It's not the world of another person. It's not how to move the universe. It's how to move your universe. Mm -hmm. And when you're connecting with your own world, you go to see there what is these two ways of... I'll say exist two ways to control people. Fears and illusions. Yep. So in what points you create fears and in what points you create illusions? You know, so you go to see yourself there and you go to see all the places that you are lost mm -hmm. and how to bring yourself back, you know. So study your past means go into these realities, look your look everything that you live and from there learn. And if you make a, if you in one point of your life, you make one decision and bring all these problems. So next time that you see yourself in the same reality, well, change, make another decision, do something different. So now if you normally my parent, I do this, but I always go to the left side and always come in this kind of pain, frustration, sadness. So what happened if I go now to the right side and we will see what is happening. How do they see though, Jamie? Like, is that, is that, is that the medicine master? I mean, you, or how is it in your process when, if they work with somebody like you, mm -hmm. because so many people must be asking that question right now. It's like, okay, if I need to walk back and I need to see the different parts of me and I need to bring them back, you know, bring back myself, I guess is, is what I, I think I heard they don't have no clue what's the first step, what's the second step to take, what happens if they come to somebody like you, you know, maybe they're terrified of something because of that, because there's too much letting go of control, mm -hmm. you know? Well, well, let's say is, if, if somebody come uh, to me, for example, I always say, okay, beginning to create the, the working with me, mm -hmm. you know, because Sometimes this magical way to call to calling yourself back and bring yourself to this reality 
it's not easy if you don't know how to to embrace the things and for this part you need to train in yourself mm-hmm. you see exist some points yes when it's possible for you to do for your own and 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 for your own mean you go looking some kind of realities and and say okay i arrive here like a, for example every time that i feel angry i if i May I say some things that is no, uh, I say things that is painful for the other person. So I know myself. I know when I feel a right to this point of anger, I beginning to be really offend, of offending people. So what happened if I say to me, okay, I beginning to feel angry, but before I arrive to this point, I say, you know what? I can in the, I need to go and walk away. Mm-hmm. And later I come back when I am more relaxed and we're talking. Yeah. So Creating a new, I do some, uh, yeah. a new... I, I do an, an, I do another things. I create a new pattern, a new reality. You see? So exist things like this that is easy and everyone is possible to practice this kind of realities, mm-hmm. you know? So you know yourself every time that you go into your own feelings, you're beginning to cry, cry, crying and come in this emotional aspect. So when you're beginning to feel your emotions, well, now make another choice. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, what I do something different. Maybe I don't go follow the drama. Maybe I go and try to understand, understand the other person. You see? So it's always possible to do something different. Now, if the person have difficult challenge, like some kind of big traumas and abuse and realities like this, obviously it's not possible for the person to do this for, for his own. Mm-hmm. So need support. Uh, when somebody needs support, well, the person that is uh, go to supporting you go to arrive in one or another way. You know, it's possible to be me, it's possible to be another person, another therapist, it's not just me. You know, go to arrive. And there, uh, go, the person that help you is the one that don't letting you to feel a victim of these realities. Right. And I, you know, I'm hearing you say that and I'm thinking we kind of all need somebody, you know, you, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have sat with different shamans and, but also just different counselors and coaches and mentors and just different people who were able to hold space and provide a, just a little bit of guidance here and there to just help course correct or help mirror back what, you know, where I'm missing the mark, my blind spots. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's so, it's so critical for us to, to reach out and, you know, even, and and I've kind of, I've kind of sidestepping here, Jamie, but you know, when you sit with a shaman on your own, or you sit with a counselor on your own versus when you sit in with a group of people and every energy every person in that group is somehow unconsciously and sometimes deliberately contributing to this experience of of healing and it's not like something you can just plan for because you never know the dynamic of the room heading into it and i think that we the point i'm making is i feel like we often think we're so alone in this but that togetherness is what also can help us heal when we when we when we open our eyes and look around and say oh these are all 
people who can potentially be part of that healing journey or that course correction. And a shaman, if I'm wrong, like they can hold the, is it, again, I'm sidestepping a bit here, but like, is it not that in different shamanic traditions in Peru and other places in the world where the shaman and the wisdom keepers actually were in charge of keeping or, or monitoring like the collective consciousness of a tribe, like a group of people to make sure that the bigger energies weren't swaying too much to your point about like us in the West swaying too much towards too much comfort, fear of discomfort mm. and losing our way because we're all kind of over in that direction. We're all more connected than we thought. I don't know if that's a very good question, but just yeah, it's, it's beautiful, my brother. When when you when you have a sham, when you go to some other elders, so when I go to my elders, for example, to look, I need to learn one word to be quiet mm-hmm. and listen, because sometimes people thinking that, and this is the difference. Okay, I learned this part in a beautiful way. One day, one of my elders came to me and said, Jimmy, I know you do healing sessions, so I'd like for you to work with me in these healing sessions. So I begin to touch some points and say, Master, I ask questions, you know, for to know more or less what is the trauma and what is the things, the energy that I need to move or, or open or close or things like this. I, my speciality is nervous system, so I work in there and reconnect patterns. So I ask the questions and I for all the questions that he I asked, he answered, and I give an answer, a direction to him. Okay, go here, go there. So my elders, in the end, he called me and said, Jimmy, when you are younger, you know everything. You know, when you are older, you don't know nothing. And there is when I realized that he come to test me. He don't need my support. You know, he come to to see to see how much I know. You know, and if I know everything and I give answers for everything, I am so young and humanity sometimes is in this way, you know, everyone have answers for everything. You go to the therapist and everyone go to, yeah, it's true. Go here, go there, do this, do the other. The, the ones that is more not judgeable is the ones that don't know nothing and help and help you to explain a little more, to talk a little more, to guide a little more, to really learn from what is your experience. So if, if, if you go to somebody that don't like to learn for what is your experience in life and just try to tell you how to live, it's a young guy, it's mm-hmm. a young soul in a maybe young body or older body is not important. You see? So the basic idea is in life you have the the first word and the last word what mean you make the choices mm. and yeah always is beautiful to have somebody to guide you in the process because one day i asked for the i i say to my master why we need a physical teacher and he say if you don't have a physical teacher and you try to do the things for your own, who go to say to you that you walk in a wrong way? You see? Who go to tell you, hey, this is not a path, come here. And a lot of all the new age world and idea try to do the things for his own and don't like to learn. Don't like to listen to the elders. 
and it's like the perfect age of humanity right now. Everyone is a teenager, mm -hmm. you know. Go to your room. These guys know that know everything, thinking that know everything, that don't need help. Mm -hmm. You know, and have the answers for every single things that you say. Yeah, the news, YouTube, Instagram, yeah, Twitter, I'm, I'm, it's all answers, 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 answers. One day I listen to this part. I say, yes, it's um, some uh, guy in, in Mexico, it's a comedian. He said, hey, I say to all these guys that is under 20 or under 25 or 30, more or less, say, hey, you are 25. I am 40 something. Okay. But we say like this, imagine you, one child that is 10 years old or eight years old, come and try to give to you advices about este, love and life and all these things. What are you thinking? Oh, it's so cute. You know? <laughs> yeah. Boy, so, boy, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the thing of how I feel when these guys come to ask questions to me. Or, you know, well, admittedly, sometimes my daughter has gives me better advice than I give myself. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this. So, yeah, yeah. You understand that people go and say, Hey, you know, have, yeah, have beautiful answers, have beautiful things, have beautiful point of view, but you say, oh, so cute. You don't live enough mm -hmm. to, to know really what is to follow in pain for love. And then but, and it comes to, like, it comes to listening, like you said, Jamie, because it's not just about like, sometimes we don't have to agree. Let's say we go and we consult our elders, whoever that mm -hmm. person may be about something. We yeah. don't have to agree necessarily. But but we but we have to listen. But we have to listen. Ah, uh, this is different. Yes, you you don't agree. Like many people, for what I share today with you, don't go to like. Don't go to like that. I say to to you, hey, you know what? It's a child. You listen for one. Seriously, you listen. You're in twenty. You listen a child that is eight years old to giving you advices about love and life and things. And you, that is 20, 25, like to give some advices for somebody that is 50, 60? No way. Mm -hmm. You see? So people don't like to listen to things. And we're learning more and more how to not listen because there's so much noise. Because it's what I like and mm -hmm. what I don't like. Echo and chambers. This is the part. Yeah. yeah, this is the part. So if I like to listen, I listen. But if I don't like, maybe that is when I, li I need to put more attention. And that is when I need to show how humble I am to listen and learn from somebody that maybe say some things that I don't like. Yeah. And the integration part of that. So, you know, I, you know, you hear, let's say you truly listen to an elder, you're in a medicine, you're in a, you're in a master journey, plant master journey, and you, you, you hear something and you really, really hear it. Mm -hmm. And it's there and you're, and you're, you're like, okay, I just, I really heard that thing, but I don't know how to integrate it into my life. I don't, I don't, I'm scared. I don't feel like I have the strength. Maybe it's a drastic, it's in, it's in drastic opposition to how you, you know, currently 
live, you know, maybe you need to leave your job. You realize that it wasn't really connected to your heart and who you were and it's time to step into something else, but there's all these practicalities and we, and then so quickly, I see it so often we just get, we suck or fall back, not suck, but we get sucked into where we fall back into these Mm -hmm. safer ways that we know versus Mm -hmm. integrating what we just heard. Mm -hmm. So with you, do they, is it about keeping that relationship with somebody like you what are the other ways that somebody can can integrate when they hear, when they listen and they hear something important? My master say this part, so what is the difference between hear and don't hear? Okay. <laughs> is when, when you hear, you listen, really letting the person to finish and, and really pay attention for everything that the person talking. When you don't hear is when you catching one one word that the person say and you already know the answer. Oh, I know the answer, so I did this, and you don't listen all the other part that the person say. Mm-hmm. So to learn how to listen is to quiet your mind and to just absorb. Mm-hmm. Don't try to catch in different points because if you catch in different points, you don't go to listen the other part. You just go to be in the question or in the answer that you have already. Mm-hmm. You see. And on the other hand, is the idea of, okay, how to move in life and absorb the things that you don't like to, 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 to listen and how you don't feel enough to move there or you don't know how to move there. And my, I go to say to you what my elders say to me. Because when I am 16, 17, I am a machine of questions. Master this, master this, how do you do this, how do you do this, how do And my master is tired to answer and one day he said to me, you know what, Jamie? The reality is that you go to finding answers in your path. So continue walking. Yeah. Continue wake up every day and do the things that you need to do. And a little by little you go to, the answers go to come into your life. So patient. How are you doing on that path? Yeah. <laughs> there is the question. <laughs> I, 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 until now, I, I walk in this path really like, you know, things, mm-hmm. you don't need to know everything. You know, and that's important. That's a really is- liberating, freeing thought realization. Yeah. Right. You're allowed to live the questions mm-hmm. today. Maybe you live into the answers, you know, in the future. That's that's not those aren't my words, but uh, but this is the this is the truth. Uh, sometimes you like to have answers in this moment. You receive some answers. Yeah, okay. You don't like this job. You go to the shaman and the spirit of the medicine or the master plans, and somebody say to you, "Well, finding another job." Okay, it's not easy to go and kicking out your job and later how you pay your finances. Well, have patience, continue to try to do the things. And for my own experience, I realized that if I like to change something, I really need to, I really need to enjoy. Yeah. Because if you try to change some part of aspect because you don't like, this always go to be a challenge for you. But you need to really enjoy something before you change. Mm-hmm. 
at before you transform your reality. Because just when you enjoy something, when you love something, that is when you are ready to, okay, now I move to something different. Does, does if, your, sorry, Jamie, I didn't mean to. If you move in something, you move away because you feel angry or frustrating or it's not for you or it's don't bring the things. In one way, in another way, this feeling go to come back to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not necessary for you maybe continue working in a star working in a Starbucks to feel like this. It's possible for you to be the president of a huge corporation and you go to feel the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see? I hear you. I I know I know that intimately today and I, I I'm curious like in your whether it's all of Peru or or where you were from in Cusco specifically, you know, here in the West, we are indoctrinated with the idea that you need answers. Everything, you know, from the time we're children, we are taught in a binary way of testing to get the right answer. Mm -hmm. The then later educating to get the right job the right spouse, the right car, the right savings plan. And everything that we do is very much, you know, that one equals two. It's, it's in a straight, they want you, if you follow the straightest path possible that we advise, you're going to have the best possibility of happiness and success and mm -hmm. all these things. Is that different? Do they, is it, is it the same in, in your, for so children? The binary code, yeah. okay, was a, uh, part of the indoctrination, part of the, the yeah, indoctrination is to letting us to live in this binary code. That binary code is what we're talking in the beginning, black and white, mm -hmm. okay? So, always, and, and we have our, our education system is relating by this binary code. Mm -hmm. So, you go and do a test and you have yes and no. You see, and this create a people that is just looking in yes or just looking in no, or mm -hmm. you just look in the white or just you look in the black. Yeah. Okay. So our system of education, there is no an education is indoctrination is what you say. Or so if I say to you, this is black, it's black. Maybe for you it's white. No, it's black. If you say it's white, it's wrong. And this is a little more complex, but beginning with the other kind of signals that I mentioned, you know, the, the, the signals that humanity have. And one of the big signals that humanity have is the belief system in one God. Yeah. Because this God is unique. So you need to choose in between yes and no, you see? And whatever is, whatever is, is the opposite to the, whatever don't believe or don't agree with what he say is wrong. And it's the demon. So we say we empower the yes, and the no is the demon. Heaven is and it? hell, yeah. <laughs> exactly. In the Indian tradition, we remember what I say, Nyokankan is I and me. I and me is two parts of yourself mm -hmm. in relation, you see. So we believe in two gods, Godmother and Godfather. So this Godfather and Godmother need to find in the way to create a relation. 
and we, this is the, the beginning of our education system. Our education in older times is not binary, have three layers. It's three, three worlds, three realities. One is yes, one is no, and the other is maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe yes, maybe not. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> so this is the, the, the this is how we change and move from this reality yes and no or, or I need to change my work or no why you don't say maybe yeah maybe in the right time yeah you see yeah it's the when I came here I learned English here in, in Canada so the first uh, the first word that I learned is maybe. That's the first word you learned? <laughs> the first word. Because maybe yes, maybe not. You see? Mm -hmm. And it's a power. There's a lot because of power in maybe. Put me in, in between realities. It's not possible for me to be there always and all the time, but it's possible for me to have a, a better space to choose. We'd fight I... a lot less if we all, um, I mean, yeah, you know, conservative, liberal religious atheist it's like you know and then we take our camp i mean we're we re retrace or you know retraveling some territory we already visited but the power of maybe allows us to be great have grace for each other have reverence for our journeys to not be so dig our heels in the sand this is my side my viewpoint is right you know and i don't i think most of us feel maybe mm -hmm. And then our systems in in government and in and in media, they're not maybe at all. <laughs> they are one or the other. And you know, and then we we you know with the algorithms on social media, like I said, they, it allow it it forces us to pick that side. It doesn't allow us to live in maybe. And I think we're more naturally there. Yes, I was. It's what they say, the rainbow. You know, the rainbow is full of maybe. And the, this part of the rainbow, the rainbow have different colors. What mean different points of view? Mm -hmm. One person have different points of view for your own self. Yeah. You know, so if you don't live in black and white, you live in the rainbow. So the rainbow teach you one thing that every single person is unique, have different points of view, different realities, different ways of thinking and feel. So what, what mean? help you to be a little more a student in life mm -hmm. you see help you to be a little more respectful with the point of view of another people mm -hmm. and the timing things take yeah i was i was thinking about you know i was asked to be in a leadership role in a company about that administered ibogaine for drug addicts as a or heroin addicts specifically as a way to deal with the addiction and they were operating out of um, a facility not here they the facility wasn't here because it's not approved in canada but there was success in other places that it was helping with this thing and they were they were dialed in on we need to find the exact protocol to administer this so we know this, 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 and this, and this, and we know it's going to be a safe process and people are going to experience it the way they experience, you know, it's like, but when is plant 
uh, master ceremonies, not that they were thinking about it that way, ever predictable from person to person. Everyone's going to go into a situation with an, with maybe, with it maybe goes this way and it maybe goes this way. But this idea of putting the framework of protocol, I get it. I understand why they would do that, but it, it just, it, it just again falls into, you know, we're running the risk of these things, these wonderful gifts that we have being structured in a way that I, I, I don't think that they were ever intended to be. Maybe the plant masters will just take a vacation. This is the, it's like uh, this, um, one of my elders uh, is a beautiful man, he studied neuroscience and be in this conference of neuro, neuroscientific things in the mm -hmm. States, I don't know. But this guy is inviting um, Mike Tyson to talk because he is a recovery from all the brain capacities, you know, for the boxing and all this stuff, the brain is really affecting and he lost a lot of his capacities and with age, he beginning to be really damaging her nervous system, his nervous system. But there is the, he said that he healed many of the things using ayahuasca. Yep. And DMT. And DMT and all the things. So, my elder is standing up there and he say, okay, let me ask one question, you know, so it's wonderful that you guys all, you guys talking about these beautiful things, beautiful stuff, you know, it's amazing. And thank you, Mike Tyson, to use ayahuasca to do the things. But I like to see in this panel, where is the native people here? Where is the native people in this picture? Because you, it's, it's not new. It's no better for you guys go to the ones that mastering these plants for thousands of thousands of years. No, for you thinking that you are the only ones that discover all the things and using the things and don't go back to the origins. Mm -hmm. And now in the origins, when you go exist shamans and shamans, people that have experience, People that don't have experience that say have that have experience. Charlottes. So, <laughs> many. Yeah. And and everyone is relating by the idea of the money. The money is okay. You you need to work, you need to survive, you need to live. But when you just go and giving medicine and don't care about the process of the people, don't teach. Really, you know what is the priority. For this reason. Personally, I don't giving plant medicines here because it, I don't like to give to be the shaman that give medicines and everyone. I I prefer to teach. Yeah, and teaching the, the the students to have. And now this is the the other part of the challenge and the other part of the problem is all these psychologists and psychiatrists that thinking that have their because understand the temp may less of the. 5% of the process in the mind, thinking that have and understand maybe 0.5% of the process of what is working with plant medicine. Now this guy thinking that it's possible to go and teach and giving the background to be, uh, um, uh, let's say, a therapy, therapy is a, a title that now that some universities try to give that is connecting with plant medicines 
and giving ayahuasca, giving San Pedro, giving mushroom, giving this other, uh, este, psilocybin. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But also now give the DMT too, you know, and now give the the degree of be a, <laughs> a, a therapist, you know, in in. <clears throat> How is called the the scientific name or the name that these guys do putting now to plan to the Psych master plan. psychedelics psychedelics yeah so now you are a therap therapist in psychedelic world you see so the and and the speciality is one year man or or three years I don't know but take me nine years to learn about one plant mm -hmm. one medicine. You know, the people beginning to use the plant medicine like drugs. And this is the challenge when you're thinking that it's a medicine. I don't know who changed the vibration of the master plants and beginning to call medicines. Mm -hmm. Because when you have medicine, you would like to have access to the drug. And this is the difference between plant medicine, plant master plants, sorry, to uh, the drugs. Mm -hmm. The drugs, like the dentient and all the things don't have soul. The master plants have soul mm -hmm. and the soul guiding you, supporting you and give to you what you need to live. When you do this part with drugs and synthetic drugs, you are there for your own. I you mean, see? it's, 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 it's complicated, right? Cause people have powerful experiences and, and it, it can be very easy to get arrogant or think that, arrogant in the academic sense and the scientific sense of saying like, you know, we have, we figured this out now, how do we monetize it? And then, you know, into your point on the personal side. And I, and I guess the question, Jamie, is how do, how should someone who feels a, a call to this, not, not just cause they saw it on a podcast, but which may be as an authentic, sincere point of entry but like where should and how should somebody then look at it in this environment that has the psychologists um the psychiatrists the buzzword of psychedelics the drug side of psychedelics versus the the plant master side of it how do they step in how where do they how do they make sense of what it might be a good path for them. Two, two things. One, when I am, este, my best clients, the ones that, uh, of course, every, people come to me and work with me that you don't imagine. Okay. And need to be quiet. And it's part of it. I agree. It's part of it is what it is. And it's part of the things that I, I, I need to do. But my, my best clients and the most clients that I see, psychologists and psychiatrists, <laughs> to be honest. You see? Now, I remember this conference in, in, in Spain, in Girona, about ayahuasca, principally ayahuasca. And the guys in the, the, in the University of, G, of uh, Barcelona tried to study and the scientists tried to talking about all the properties that ayahuasca have, all the things, you know, these guys take all these 
different parts of the ayahuasca, the, you know, and talking about all the properties and realize that the ayahuasca don't heal the trauma, but it's uh, putting down, you know, with, uh, like uh, letting you to be a little more free. Don't heal the problem, just mellow the problem, we say like it's a that. It's a therapeutic in that way. Yeah. yeah. And these guys try to create pills <laughs> with ayahuasca, you know? So then I remember this shaman standing up, native guy from the jungle. He's uh, from Ecuador, I think. He's a person that lived there. And he said, you know what? Wow, guys, you know way more than me. And I working with the plant medicine for almost 60 years. Okay, I'm working with ayahuasca for 60 years and I realized that I don't know nothing. <laughs> You know, I don't know nothing. Wow, you guys talking all the things, using all this terminology. Wow, you know everything. Mm -hmm. So if you know everything, please don't come to funding us. Mm -hmm. Because this is the other part of colonization. And it's what the, the people don't really talk about this. Go to ask to the elders or, or people like me and say, please teach me, teach me, teach me. And later you teach and now, now is my, you know, and I see these guys not... giving plant, plant medicine here to people and say, I go 10 times to Peru. Mm -hmm. And there I have this elder that teach me. When you ask the question to the elder, no, I don't know the guy. Or, oh, yeah, this person came one time. Oh, yeah, I give medicine, but it's for healing him, not to teach him. Mm. And exist levels in this way. One is, one is the idea of go to heal yourself, but then you don't be in the process of learning. Later is you are a, an, an observador. This is another level when the elder inviting you to observe the things. And there you are practice, but you don't be a helper yet. Mm -hmm. Later is when you transform to be a helper and passing years. And after this, the master gives to you the possibility to give the medicine to somebody. And what I say in my journey, I passed nine years in this process. But people thinking that, oh, I go to heal myself and now I am, it's possible for me to give the medicine. Mm -hmm. And that is the other part, my bro, when, for your question and say, you know, how? If you really want to be in this path, I say to my students, I say, or oh, to the people that listen to my, my talks, I say, it's like when you go to study, you like to be a doctor. You like to be a therapist, you know whatever science that you want to learn you need to go to the university and learn all the science that involve this speciality you see if you like to be a shaman go to study all the specialities all the science that involve this spiritual path and one of the most important science to study is traditional science so learn about traditions and now with the internet, you don't have excuse because people say, no, I don't go because I don't have the elders here. It's not the teachings here. It's not. Now I am online and other shamans, uh, other people that working in spiritual, in spirituality, 
have courses and things online that go to help you to understand a little more deeply what is tradition. Does it does it matter? Because the land is a, is a very powerful thing. So if you if you're going to a sacred place, I mean anywhere in nature feels can feel sacred. But if you're going to a sacred land that has the tradition of, of plant medicine and and, and elders and curanderos who 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 are healers, is there a difference between learning about these traditions online versus actually physically being in a place and feeling? that place and, and that becoming part of it. Do you have to be there to understand or, or do you think that uh, we don't need that? It's, it's, no, it's different. In one point of your life, for example, you go to learn and you go to experience how to be there, but it's, it's, it's important to, if you don't have the way to go and pass nine years there and learn <laughs> about traditions and follow one elder because you need to work and you working in this modern world while well, beginning in some place you know and beginning in some place when somebody go to teach you about this, the tradition legacy the point of view of the Andean tradition you know if you like to be connecting with 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 ayahuasca or san pedro it's important for you to learn about what is the Andean tradition if you like to be connecting with mushrooms and another thing well finding the cultures the traditions that embrace this reality this this medicine you know, or this this spirit, and 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 you maybe go to learn from the hobbies if you try to working about the sacrality of ayahuasca or the sacrality of uh, tobacco or the sacrality of este um, uh, marijuana. Learn from native people from here. You know, uh, if, if you every single culture have one master plan that guiding these guys one or two or three sometimes you know so but go and learn about the tradition yeah you see so many times i say i listen to these guys to talk to me and say oh jamie we don't have the elders here it's so difficult to go and finding somebody <laughs> with internet not really i am there if you really like to be part of a learn about plant medicine, not just experience, not just go and drinking with no idea or no respect. Well, come and learn. Come and learn about traditions, point of view, and you go to realize that every single plant have their own language. And it's like, imagine to have this interview and you speak English and I speak Spanish. We don't go to understand each other. I, I, I get one in every 75 words. <laughs> but this is, this, is, this is the same yeah. idea of the medicine. You have, you understand one word of yeah. what the medicine, the message that the medicine tried to share with you between 75. I mean, when you say that, I, the first thing that comes to mind is, and if that's just one thing of one plant of all the plants and all the other things, we don't know anything. No. And it's exactly for the reason, my bro, that, for example, I use ayahuasca for my own growing. I go to my elders there and these guys help me to be involved with medicine ayahuasca. And I really enjoy to be connecting with the grandma for my own growing. And 
the only plant medicine that I give is a Huachumo San Pedro because mm -hmm. I have a close connection with this. My master say one life is not enough of, to know about one plant medicine. Because mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's huge. Its history is infinite, right? <sighs> so how some, I don't understand when some people say, oh, you know what you like? Ayahuasca, San Pedro, I have the speciality of both. Mushrooms too? Is the uh, and, uh, combo combo? It's, it's, it's like <laughs> and it's like it's you like, just play with 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 drugs. Or play well, that's what drugs. it sounds like when you phrase it like that, right? It just sounds like you know what are we getting high on? <laughs> Which is you know it's not the point. And I I've always tried. I'm not a healer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything. But whenever someone asks me, I try and make that point very clear. This is not. This is not recreation. It's not mm. enlightenment in a bottle. It's not ideas, you know, for your marketing campaign. It's it's something that is deep and and vast and should be taken with uh, not taken. I, I mean, the, the I, stepping into it in any way should be taken with great consideration and curiosity and patience and um, you know, to see where it leads. And this is the part, my brother, I say, for example, with the universities now offering this speciality. Mm -hmm. Three plants, four plants, and, and the other one that is the syn synthetic idea, you know, so how? How you go to bring people, go to put people to be lost in interpretation and realities? And, oh yeah, we have a Peruvian shaman. <laughs> you know that is really he have experience or is what you finding outside in whatever place you know when you mentioned jamie that the the COVID had a lesson to teach that we we hadn't yet learned what lesson do you think is trying to be taught or what do you think is happening with this proliferation of availability to psychedelics and master plants well, I think one one thing that we don't really catch in yet, but it's going to come, is the idea of um, try to go home, you know, o sea, being your home and be okay to be there, you know, and, and being home mean being your heart in your own world and be okay to be there, you see. Now, uh, People thinking that go home is to use medicine plants. It's going to help you to giving answers to you. And yes and no. Yes, if you go to connect with the medicine or with the master plants in reverence. But you need to, to, to be super connecting and, and, and supporting and, and learn from everything and training yourself. And this is a little bit my own considerations also with the ones, the shamans that came from Peru or for the other parts of South America giving ayahuasca and San Pedro and don't teach. Mm -hmm. uh, from this point of view, these guys come for what? For money, nothing more. Because don't teach, don't give them a legacy and don't tell the guys how to heal herself mm -hmm. and to be responsible for their own life. So the first Point is for the for for people, uh, we say shamans that do this job. The second is for the, for the people that buy these kind of things that like to to have the easy path and do the things. You know, what COVID teach us 
is that don't exist an easy path. Exist is not my right. In older times, we don't have rights. We have responsibilities. So what is my responsibility here? You see? And in whatever way, I think COVID go to teach us to be more responsible in many different aspects, with nature, with ourselves, and with society. And it's something that is beautiful for us to, to, to really embrace the responsibility that we have. And sometimes the responsibilities that we have help us to say yes, and sometimes the responsibilities that we have help us to say no. Or maybe. sometimes it's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I am... Um... I've been, I've thoroughly enjoyed our, our time together. And I've been really honored that, that you've come on the ramble and I want to be cognizant of time because we've been closer to two hours now. And so I wanted to, I wanted to do two things at the end here. I wanted to ask just about in terms of ways that people can, can establish, you know, in the very beginning of this conversation, we talked about this, this ability to tap into unconsciousness and, and be aware of the messages that are being presented to us, like your grandma, the, the message that came to you. And is there some kind of daily or monthly or, or ritual practice that can bring someone into it? Just a, just a very simple ceremony um, that they can so that they can just slow down and tap in a little better that you might recommend of course, they should also just reach out to you, but... <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, one thing that is, that is beautiful, maybe a beautiful ritual that is possible to do is a simple one, but it's really powerful. Because many times in life we are lost in different realities, in different points of view, in, in different ideas. You know, different realities, it's possible to be a meditation or a journey with plant medicine and we are lost there. So what we do in a practice way is every night before sleep, close your eyes and call your name back, your full name, you know, call your full name back and say, come back. Mm. You see, in my case is Jimmy, Joseph, Alvarez Acosta, come back. You see, and I repeat this part three times for my mind, for my body, and for my soul. So, I take a big breath, I feel myself, and I go to sleep with me. Mm. You see? Now, when I wake up, before I open my eyes, I do the same. Because I travel between realities and dreams and things, okay? Before I open my eyes, I call myself back the same. Jamie, come back. Three times. And I take a big breath and feel myself with me. I open my eyes and begin my day, you know. The challenge sometimes is when we forget who we are and we forget ourselves. So this is a beautiful reminder that you exist. I really like that. Yeah. Thank you for it's sharing that. My pleasure, Michael. My pleasure. And thank you for listening to me and thank you for the invitation. It's such a beautiful honor and I really enjoy to talk and, you know, there's more things to share, more things to talk, and but it's a, a beautiful you, beginning. You're always welcome to come on and share. Was there anything 
on that note that you wanted to share, you hoped I'd ask you that I didn't? No, no, everything, the conversation always moves in a beautiful way, you know, and I don't, I don't have something. The only thing that I like to remember everyone is the message that I always share with the people is what I already share with you. With no fears, look your internal world, walking with reverence and feel the power of your heart. You know, take one moment to really connect with each of these aspects. Walk with no fear is the first one. Uh-huh. Reverence of your no. own. Uh, with with no fears, look your internal world. With no fears, look to your internal world. And walking with reverence. And walking with reverence. And feel the power of your heart. And feel the power of your heart. You see? Hmm. Each of these aspects will to help you a lot in your own personal journey. Thank you, Jamie. Do you want anyone to who's who's interested in learning more? Uh, I mean, we can have TAM tours in the in the show notes, but uh, where they can find you, your website, Instagram, where you're most available or frequent? Well, I, I always children of the seven rays dot com is uh, our, our our website, and you go to funding all the things that we do there. And if you look in some things there, and you feel that you like to be part of this beautiful community, welcome. Yeah. You know. Welcome and for the time that we that you need, I always say this is my path. I walk in my path, and if you made the choice to accompany me now for a little bit or for a long process, welcome. Yeah. The door is always open, you know. Well, I have, like I said, walked with you for a little bit and here again, and you know I've entrusted family members to to your healing and seen firsthand just how. I don't have another word, but magic. <laughs> and, and so for anyone who's interested, Jamie's not a, he's not a brash person. He's very humble. Thank um, you, my bro. And soft considering how physically fit he is. <laughs> <laughs> Gentle considering how physically fit he is. But, um, but I think that it would be, you know, a wonderful place to, to explore any curiosities that you have about these types of things. Um, Martine Cleason, who was on the podcast, um, she's involved with what you do with the children, of the seven rays, right? Yes. Um, so, you know, that's two now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, and so you'd be able to connect, I suspect with both of them there. Jamie, thank you so much. My pleasure, my bro. I'm happy. And thank you for you, for this opportunity. As always, thanks so much for listening to The Ramble. No, there is a lot of podcasts out there, so we thank you for choosing to listen all the way through on this one. You know, we want to be part of the, the solution, the, the good questions, the things that move you and inspire you and make you want to connect deeper with yourself and others and all that great stuff. So if the spirit does move you, subscribe, share, post, anything. We'd be forever grateful. And if you have any comments or feedback, good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter. We're here to listen. Guests you think we should have on. Of course, send them along. Thank you. And until next time, peace. Hey, thanks so much for making it to the end of the podcast. I know that my self and of course my guests really appreciate you listening all the way through you know, they put a lot of time into 
their projects and their ideas and and you know, they're very thoughtful with how they they bring themselves and show up on the show and so i'm really grateful that uh, that you've listened all the way through you know we don't have ads on the show i think i don't think red circles running ads but i wanted to take just a quick second to say that hey if the spirit moves you you know this podcast can be brought to you by some of the wild fun wacky creative things i do i always try and stay in the practice of creativity whether that's writing or working on films or uh just about anything i I try and be very diligent that i'm i'm doing it consistently and so you know as a result of that i put some things out and and i'd love for you to check them out one is uh Getting Naked, The Bare Necessities of Entrepreneurship and Startups. That's my book, and you can get it anywhere where books are sold online, like Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or Indigo. And uh, it's the story of my company, Naked Underwear, the first company I started that went from a failed attempt on Dragon's Den, um, your, that's your Shark Tank in America, to the NASDAQ and was eventually divested. And it has a ton of tips and ideas for startups, very practical advice, but it's always also interwoven with my own story, which I think entrepreneurs and creatives and artists can really, uh, would really relate to, uh, you know, has almost 155 ish star, four and a half star reviews. And I think people, if you're going through, you know, a startup needs some motivation, needs some ideas, just want to feel like, Hey, there's a kindred spirit out there. You know, it's a great book to check out. Also, you can check out my blog at joelprimus.com forward slash blog, where I write a couple of blogs a month about a variety of topics, a lot of stuff on fitness, things like how to know when to quit, a lot of personal development, psychedelics, all kinds of things. Everything's written from a personal lens. And, uh, you know, it's just a great way to digest a little bit of hopefully fun and helpful inspiration. And of course, keep checking out this podcast, The Ramble on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever your podcatcher of choice is. Thanks again and have an awesome day, week, month, whatever it is.